Hi, guys, and welcome to the Grow Podcast. We are so happy that you're here. I'm Ashley, your host through the monthly grain segment of our podcast brought to you by the Grow Solutions Center. And today I have Andrew Wheeler joining me, who is with the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. And his role with the IFBF is public relations manager. And so, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ashley. Great to be here. Yes. Um, well, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us, you know, what you do day to day with the Iowa Farm Bureau Federation. You bet. Um, I have been with Iowa Farm Bureau for a little over 10 years now. And in our public relations department, we do a lot of communications and work closely with the uh, marketing department as well. So uh, we're telling the story of Iowa agriculture. Of course, Iowa Farm Bureau uh, is a membership organization and there's a policy element to it as well. So our members set policy that we will advocate for and, and share as well. Uh, and then there's also some great stories about uh, Iowa agriculture and things that are going on. So we'll push that out through news releases. Iowa Farm Bureau has a podcast as well. And then uh, we do uh, various marketing and, and sponsorship projects as well. So I've got a role in that, but basically get to work with Iowa farmers on a day-to-day basis, which about as good as it gets, as you know. Yeah, well, I really just love how you just kind of brush over your role. <laughs> you made it sound so simple, but I mean, really, you know, you do a lot with this Booksman Speaks podcast, so I'm happy to have like a total professional here with us today. But I also just want to give a plug. Um, so with the Iowa Farm Bureau, I've been a part of the Ag Leaders Program. And so that's really how you and I met as we started to talk about advocacy and different things that, you know, as farmers, we need to be kind of telling the stories on our farm. And so I'm excited to have this opportunity with you today to chat about, you know, something that I'm passionate about. I know you're passionate about. And um, for our listeners, we're going to segment away from grain for this podcast, because without this, you know, the grain piece gets a little sticky and us, you know, being able to farm as we do today might get a little sticky. And so today we're really going to chat about the importance of telling our story when it comes to farming or being an agribusiness. So I want to start off just by chatting about the importance of this, right? I mean, why is it important to our farmer members, to our people, maybe in agribusiness or, you know, just not having any idea of agriculture, maybe listening in for the first time? Why should farmers even tell their story? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think just to start, I think it's important to know what a small portion of the population farmers represent. You know, you're talking two to three percent of, of the population. And uh, here in Iowa, which is a, a huge ag state, mm-hmm. we're, we're finding that most Iowans are two, three and, and now approaching four generations removed from having farming in the family. So with, without that close, intimate farm tie and without those experiences that so many farm kids and, and people in uh, farm and, and rural communities get to experience, their perception of agriculture might just be a little off. It might be shaped by what they see in social media or uh, you know what somebody with a strong view on agriculture has shared with them, which as we know, it, it could be positive or in, in some cases it could be negative. So we, we hear from farmers all the time saying we need to do a better job telling our story. So we certainly recognize that uh, that's something that we need to do. And, and thankfully, there are a lot of farmers that are willing to step up and, and tell their story. But we do hear from a lot of them, you know, how do we do it? How can we do it effectively? And you mentioned uh, the Ag Leaders Institute at, at Farm Bureau with a county farm bureau in every county in Iowa uh, and, and several board members in each county farm bureau. We have a lot of leaders statewide. And a, a lot of them are, are saying, you know, I want to take that step to tell tell the story of, of agriculture today. I want to build trust in the community, 
but where do we start? You know, it's, yeah. out, it's outside of a lot of folks' comfort level. So, you know, we try to try to approach it from a standpoint of, of tapping into each individual person's strength. For some folks, they might be comfortable talking in a uh, in a public community setting, you know, a board of supervisors hearing. If there's a, a proposal for a, a new agricultural project or, or something that's changing, it, you know, they might carry that message uh, at, at a public level. Others might be more comfortable you know, submitting a letter to the editor, sharing their own story through social media channels. You know, each person has their own strength and, and comfort. So we just try to tap into that and find out what's the most effective way to do it. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, today we are sitting in our Des Moines office and you guys also have an office here in West Des Moines. And I think what's really cool about Landis kind of taking a position to sit in Des Moines is you look out kind of at the skyline here and there are really no other agriculture companies in downtown Des Moines. And so, you know, I think at first when the announcement was made, you know, hey, we're going to sit in Des Moines as our new office, a lot of people kind of went, oh, boy, <laughs> because, you know, I mean, it's it's different and it's not something that's maybe, you know, always happening. But I think, you know, rural Iowa is so important and being in front of our, you know, farmers in rural is so important. But these are the people here in front of us today that, you know, we really need to be speaking to. So I guess I just want to dive in a little bit further. You know, if we're talking to a farmer let's say I'm talking to my husband or, or family too, you know, I get a lot of pushback on, do you have to take a video of me doing this? <laughs> yeah. Because truly, you know, I love to post on social media of, you know, us maybe working baby calves or, you know, hey, it's planting season. And so here's a really cool shot of our planter. Mm -hmm. But speak to that farmer who is thinking, all right, I'm willing to tell my story and put myself out there. Let's just say on social media for one, mm -hmm. for just for starts here. How does he do that without getting in the way of his daily tasks? But that's that's a really good point. And the hard part is what do you want to share? What yeah. do you what do you want to show? So our advice uh, when we're working with members is just to start from a standpoint of sharing with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So if if you're if you're going to post and share, you know what is your your goal from that? Sometimes it it might be if you're sharing to a a farmer audience of your peers. It might be that cool new tractor or, or that, that awesome implement or, you know, technology. We were talking a lot about technology this morning. Technology and agriculture is just so awesome. There are so many cool stories coming about. So they might want to share farmer to farmer. And, and you know, we, we speak a little bit of a different language. If a farmer's talking to, it, to another farmer, they're talking about different benefits. They're using some terminology that would be very foreign to somebody that would be in Des Moines. And, you know, if somebody, you know, a business person down in the Skywalk were to come down here to Landis and overhear a conversation between two farmers, it might be like they're, they're speaking a complete foreign language and they wouldn't be able to follow. So if, if, if folks are looking, how do you take that first step to, to share, to tell your story? And, and if we're talking social media, Again, that, that thought is sharing with a purpose. So what is, what is your purpose? And, and then secondarily, which is equally important, is knowing your audience. Who are you sharing to? Uh, so in the, the example I gave earlier, farmer to farmer, they're, they're talking in a certain way. So the, the purpose there might be trying to get other folks to, to support. Farmers love what they do. They're very passionate. Yeah. So it's exciting. Now, if, if you're sharing to consumers, and, and by consumer, I mean, you know, non-farmers, folks that don't have that connection to agriculture, you know, a lot of the goal or the purpose of, of sharing would be making them feel better about agriculture today. And, and we talk about building trust. And uh, with that added trust uh, comes that freedom to operate for farmers. And, mm -hmm. and, and if you think, what's that ultimate goal? Well, we're coming from a, a standpoint, and, and we know we have some research that shows that, that Iowans have an affinity for agriculture. It, it, it's, it's part of our cultural heritage. Uh, it's part of what makes Iowa great. Uh, so although we, we know that, we also know that folks have more questions than they've ever had before. 
There's a lot of new developments and things changing. Today, it doesn't look the same way that it did a generation ago, two generations ago. So when we're looking at consumers that don't have that tie to agriculture, or maybe it was they went to grandma and grandpa's farm as a youth growing up, yeah. you know, things are different today. So if they if they don't understand and they don't know the new technology and the, the new advancements, they might think, well, wow, that's really cool and that's neat, but I'm a little skeptical. And, and that's natural. You, you have that in almost any industry. So in agriculture and as farmers, I think a, a great goal would be, you know, let's build trust. Let's help folks feel better about the way that we're raising and growing food today. Uh, and, and we know that Iowans have a strong appreciation for our natural resources and our environment. So when it comes to in-field practices and edge of field, you know, how does this new technology benefit the consumer? It, it's, it's really easy to talk about these great advancements and how it makes life on the farm a little bit easier, you know, how it makes it more efficient, how we can do more using fewer resources. And, and of course, that impacts a farmer's bottom line. And and uh, farmers are running a business, so it has to be a profitable yeah. business. But the the non-farmer might be thinking, okay, well, that's great, but what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. It, you know, what do I get from this? So I would think that purpose of a farmer, you know, if we're talking building trust, letting them know we're doing these things and these advancements in, in agriculture help us, but it also helps protect our environment. It, you know, we're disturbing the soil less with precision agriculture. You're able to spray in specific areas rather than blanket application. And that benefit obviously is, is economic for the farmer, but it's also a, a benefit for Iowans as well, because we're all sharing this environment. So I, I, I would encourage farmers, and this is challenging. We, we know it's, it's tough to take a step back and make sure that, that what they're sharing could be understood by a non-farming audience if that indeed is is who you're trying to reach. I agree with you 100%. And I, I love the analogy. So as a company, we got together this past weekend really to focus on what Landis is as a brand and kind of where we're going. So I loved the analogy that our CEO gave this weekend. He said, farmers and puppies used to be ranked similarly to the same, <laughs> which is just kind of crazy and a wild analogy to put together. And he said, and research is showing that puppies are now ranking higher than farmers. And so, you know, I think that somewhat comes from the lack of, you know, we're not as entrenched altogether in agriculture as we were. You think about my best friends hardly know what happens on our farm. And so I think like my advice too to the farmer, just because I am really passionate about it, is just think about think about what you're doing daily, right? And think about if I was somebody who wasn't farming every day, what would I think about this? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, it's always great to post those really cute baby calf pictures this time of year or the really cool pictures of corn just coming up here in a couple months. But think about, you know, you mentioned like things look differently, right? We have farmers that have really big bin setups or they have maybe confinement buildings. You know, just think about what that looks like from the outside mm-hmm. if you've had no experience. And to your point, you know, I always say, and I never mean this as a disservice to our consumers, but my mom's a second grade teacher. And so think about if you were trying to explain what we do farming to a second grader, don't use big words when it comes to explaining what you're doing on your farm, like even just a tear gator or mm-hmm. uh, precision planting or whatever it might be, right? Think about what the consumer really is going to relate to, I think is, is going to be real helpful. It, it is. And, and it does require the farmer to take a step back and, yeah. and, and make that acknowledgement. I mean, even a term as simple as inputs mm-hmm. to, to the average Iowan. They might not understand what an input is, so you almost have to, like you said, take it to a, a more simple level and talk about, you know, these are 
the, the cost that I incur to raise and grow that crop. And they might say, oh, okay, that makes sense now. And you kind of have that aha moment. But it, it's really important to understand where they're coming from. And, you know, when it comes to, to social media, a lot of times one of the things that we say in, in trainings is it's not what you say, it's what they hear. Or, or when it comes to a photo, it's it's not what you show them, it's what they see. So to a farmer that knows what each different element is, it would look a certain way and, and you would have a feeling based on seeing that. To somebody that isn't involved in agriculture, they may read a statement, look at a photo, and have a lot of questions and, and not understand. So again, that's another one of the challenges that, that farmers are up against because they're changing the way that they're they're sharing. And for a lot of them, you know, it requires expertise to be a successful farmer. The amount of knowledge that you have from, you know, environment, uh, agronomy, if you have livestock, that animal care and animal husbandry, f farmers are, are so sophisticated and so knowledgeable in so many different areas. And, and they're proud of that and, and rightfully so. So sometimes it is a challenge to describe what they're doing in such simple terms because it really does at times oversimplify it, yeah. but that's required to have folks understand that don't necessarily know or, or understand agriculture today. But we've found that, you know, once you're explaining and they're following, you know, you can take it at, at a at a little bit deeper level, but I, I think just that willingness to share, that willingness to be open, uh, transparency is kind of the buzzword that, that we use a lot, and it doesn't necessarily mean show them everything and go live on Facebook or something every time you're doing something on the farm. And, and I know you asked that question about, you know, how does a, a farmer incorporate this in, into their day-to-day -day life if they want to share more? You know, how do you not risk oversharing or sharing something that's not understood. So it does take a different thought process to, to try to understand that, but it's important to know, again, like I said, you know, who's your audience, who are you trying to reach, and then what sort of messages, images would make them feel good. Yeah, and I think the key, you know, is don't always overthink it either. And I think a lot of times there's so much hesitation as farmers thinking, I don't want to show that. You know, it, it could it could spew some commentary and like my opinion would be commentary is good, right? Like it's good to be able to get people thinking and talking about what we're doing. But, you know, I would just say like, don't be so hesitant. I think we are so hesitant as farmers. One, because I think sometimes we don't see ourselves as experts. So why should we be talking about it? Mm -hmm. um, secondly, you know, I think uh, most of us as farmers and in, in an agribusiness, we are we are not prone to conflict. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes if you get involved on social media, you could maybe rise conflict and you might be looked at as an expert and not feel that way. But I would just say, you are farming, you are likely the expert in your community, in your social media page. And so I just wouldn't overthink it. Yep. But I want to, I also want to touch on this because I do think it's important. For example, my husband farms every day and I work for Landis, obviously. Yeah. How do we as agribusiness people, even though, you know, some of us may not even have husbands or families that farm directly, how do we still as agribusiness people show up to be able to advocate for the farmer? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And a, a statistic that we use often is here in Iowa, one in five jobs is attributed to agriculture. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're talking, and, and it's even slightly higher than that, so, you know, slightly more than 20% of Iowans are in their current job because of agriculture. You're one, I'm, I'm one, and, and there and there's several others. But if you're looking at the percentage of the population that farms, like I mentioned earlier, you're talking 2 to 3%. So that's a, it's a pretty significant portion of the Iowa population that's involved in agriculture and their job is attributed to agriculture. So they're in that unique position to be able to talk about farming. Now, the day-to-day -day farmer, the person that's really involved, they've got a, a unique ability to, to share, like your husband's example. You know, he's probably on the farm now and, and has more opportunities to see things and share than you might uh, being in office or, or, or myself, 
but there's still opportunities for you as well. Again, the vast majority of Iowa farmers have off-the-farm jobs, so farmers wear multiple hats, and, and, and that's something we also encourage them to say. You know, you're not just a farmer that's put in a box. You're a farmer that could also be a banker, an educator. You could sit on the school board. You could coach youth sports. All of those different touch points and connections in the community help develop those strong bonds, but you're still that farmer. And being that farmer puts you in a trusted position and, like you said, a position of authority and, and expertise. So I know it's challenging and there's always that risk of conflict, like you mentioned, and also that really tough question. I, I, I think if any of us in any field, if, if we're open and we just say, give it to me, give, I'll take any question that you have, I'm happy to answer them. There's that little thought in the back of your mind, I don't want this question or I don't want that really hard one. (laughs) It it, it is, but, you know, it's authentic. And and I think that helps build trust, too, because if a farmer's willing to have an open house or if they're willing to do a Facebook Live video or or I'm sure you and I each have have seen the post from the young farmers. uh, And I say young, you know, some older farmers do it as well. But I I say younger because the younger generation is more well-versed in social media because they've grown up with it and and known it. There's a farmer in north central Iowa, Duragordo County, uh, every year during planting and harvest, he posts an open invitation for a ride along in the cab. Mm. Now, I know that's not for everybody, and and a lot of your listeners would probably say, whoa, 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 that's that's invading my personal private space. But it's neat that somebody's willing to do that. And he said, believe it or not, a lot of people comment and say, what a cool experience. That's so fun. I'd love to do it. He doesn't get taken up on it by that many people, but the simple fact that that offers out there shows, wow. Farmers don't have anything to hide. They, yeah. they want to answer questions. They want to show what they're doing. So I, I think there's a great appreciation for that. You know, on the livestock side, an open house is a tremendous opportunity and the, and the same thing. Uh, you, you know, if you're doing a community open house for an expanded nursery or a dairy uh, or a livestock barn or, or, or any of those things, and there's a community open house, you might not have hundreds of people knocking down your door to come through, but the simple fact that you're offering that and that the farmer's being out there in the community and, mm-hmm. and willing to answer questions, that helps build trust and, and build that support. So, you know, all of those different activities, they, they all build on each other. Um, and, and each person, again, has, has their different strength and, and comfort zone. And, you know, the ride along might not be for everybody. The, the live video uh, might not be for everybody, but you know, everybody has a strength and, and something that they're able to do. And, and I think it's a collective effort that can have big benefits. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that I'm really excited about this summer, you talked about an open house or opening up your barn doors is so we just built a huge new facility, not too many miles east of here on I-80 mm-hmm. and, uh, right by Mitchellville. So it's our brand new Mitchellville facility. And we just had a customer open house here a couple weeks ago. But One thing that that team is wanting to do is bring in the community. You know, I think it's interesting, right? If you're living in small town Iowa and you see this expansion being built, right? Right off of I-80, you're probably thinking, what in the world are they going to do there? Um, What is this for? And so one thing that that team really wants to do is bring in bags, bring in, you know, whatever it is, bring in the, you know, kind of like a little shuttle trolley system to take people around and say, this is what we're doing here. This is what's happening here. But I think it was a great idea from that team just to think, oh, that place looks probably pretty odd, even in a small town mm-hmm. Iowa situation. So, you know, I think as agribusiness is thinking outside the box, even in that form is is really important. But I think the one thing that I really, really want to hone in here is if we don't tell our story, right? And the reason why I wanted you to come on today is 
if we as farmers, if we as agribusiness people don't start telling our story correctly, ain't nobody going to do it for us the right way, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be blunt, right? Yeah. You know, and I think like if the farmer doesn't tell the story, then somebody else will, and it might not be how we want to be per- portrayed. Um, and so, man, I just, um, I hope that you could tell them a little bit on fire about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it is, it's such an important topic and it's outside of our regular business, you know, grain, agronomy, feed, those kinds of divisions. But without this and without the farmer really being invested in this, that all goes away, likely. Yeah. You know? Or or we get, to your point, really, really restricted in how we get to do business. I hope that our listeners, you know, can kind of hone in here and and understand that, you know, maybe you don't need to post on social media every day, you know, but hey, spring plant is coming up. I challenge our farmers, post a pic of you in the planter, especially if you've got little kids. That's like, that's gold. <laughs> but it, it, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and if we're looking for, you know, a big thing that, that we do in our trainings is talk about the value it, or the importance of, of shared values, yeah. that, that, that connection. So it's very important to develop and associate that. And like you said, the, the kids, the family, it is perfect. You know, something as, as simple as a farm dog. If, if you're yeah. doing chores or, or having the dog ride in the truck with you or, or being out in the cab, that's something that's that's very relatable, and it's something that you you can appreciate and develop that connection for. And so many farmers that again have have the the farm dogs, of course they're showing compassion and, and great care to their animals. But for the, again the non farming audience, without livestock, that they don't necessarily have that lens to perceive it through. But yeah. Through the lens of a pet or a dog, they're able to see that, and they're able to see that shared value. Oh, you love animals too, so do I. Yeah. Of course, the farmer loves animals. That, that that's their livelihood, and they take care of them on the farm. But sometimes it, it just takes a little bit of a different touch point. Yeah. You know, we're here in calving season, spring calving season. So, some great photos as well, and again, that that shows that compassion. It shows that care. So if if somebody is sharing something as simple as a photo, just taking a step back and saying, okay, what is visible in this photo? somebody on the outside looking in, what are they going to see from this? And, and I think it's it's important just to understand, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to show? And, and sometimes you can show that through visual only. Sometimes, you know, text helps as well. But just that openness and willingness to share your story, I think is so great. Yeah. Well, anything kind of last comments you want to add in here before we go ahead and wrap up today? No, I just think it's, uh, you know, we have a great story to tell here in, in Iowa agriculture when it comes from technology and innovation and, and doing more with less. So I would just in, encourage farmers, uh, those that are willing, please step up and do so. If, if you're a farmer that's more comfortable being on the sidelines and you see somebody else doing it, thank them and, and encourage them. It, you know, we can learn from each other. Your, your commodity groups, your groups like, uh, it, you know, Landis and Farm Bureau, uh, Cattlemen's Pork Producer, you, you know, you name it. Uh, we're all sharing our stories in different and unique ways. I'd just be mindful. Let's pay attention to what, what others are doing. Yeah. Uh, if you see a, a great story or, or a visual that, you know, had a great positive reaction, think of ways that you could try to emulate that as well. And, uh, it, you know, just find your own area of expertise and, and just be available and out there. And I think we'll see tremendous value from it. I think that's a great advice to wrap up. And I just really want to thank our listeners, you know, for listening in. And I hope you do take a moment just to kind of debrief about this topic and think about how you could implement this on your farm or you know just in your life if you're somebody like me who maybe doesn't get to sit behind a tractor or feed calves daily i would just encourage our listeners to to go ahead and think about this how do you implement this whether you're farming or an agribusiness i think we gave you some great ideas um 
I hope that this sparks your interest in really telling our consumers, our people outside of agriculture, you know, what we're doing every day. Because we have, like you said, a really, really cool story to tell. I just want to thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Uh, it's been a privilege to meet you and, and have you join me on this side of the table as well. And so to our listeners, thanks again for joining us. And be sure to join in for all of our grain and agronomy segments by subscribing.